Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and our final problem will be caused by beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys in this time. We are reading The Final Solution by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the prequel to that. The Final Problem by, by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And Jimmy is starting with a beer. This is from Killsborough, and this is the last Sherlock Holmes story ever, chronologically. Not really. Um, and this is called... No, it isn't, actually. No, they brought him back from the dead, didn't they? I thought they were all prequels. Like, let me write about some, some other shit that are. happened, you know, before he died. Well, whatever. No, Conan uh, Doyle wanted to kill off Sherlock Holmes, and he tried to kill off Sherlock Holmes, but then... He was forced to just write more, so it was like, "Oh fuck it, he's back from the dead." Yeah, the, he he brought him back from the dead eventually. So no. there's a mix. Well, it's still when he fights his nemesis and wins, and it's his finest hour. This is an English mm. porter, something he often used, also probably, but he doesn't win. God, he comes it. back from the dead. He wins. I guess you're right. This tastes like a English porter. It's fine. It's not really my style. It's not the finest. No, it kind of tastes like uh, someone smoked into my mouth. It's all right, but if you like this kind of beer, Billy Porter. If you like this kind of beer, I think you'd like it. I just, I I just don't really like, you know, fucking English porters. Because Jimmy's racist. So it's uh, true. Fuck them. (laughs) Yeah, we pissed off a guy already once when when you called all the English racists. It's very complex about how our racism is is pervasive. So, uh, the final problem was published in 1893 as part of the memoirs of Sherlock Holmes, and was originally when they killed off Sherlock Holmes. And uh, they should have got better. Apparently, should have stuck the landing. <laughs> should have. Well, because oh, let's get the we'll get to the ending eventually. But it starts off... There's almost so no this story is different. in this one. Yeah, so this is an entirely different thing. It's not a mystery. There's no yeah. mystery for him to solve. Yeah, it does not nothing. start with Sherlock pulling in indubitably. And, uh, have, you know, I noticed that you have four uh, ear then, hairs out of place. That <laughs> must means you just came back from Indonesia. He doesn't like <laughs> pull that. The scuff the marks on your belt indicate you were just at a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do that in this one. He just, so it starts out with Watson saying, I'm sorry to say that this is the final report of Sherlock Holmes that I will write because he is dead. And here's what happened. Oh, my God. Shercock holes. That's that's what my name has been on the Zoom call for like two hours now. <laughs> sure, Shercock homie. <laughs> it does say that, yeah. I did not change that. But I, just, I joined the meeting. I was like, maybe they'll notice. Maybe someone will notice me. <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> I did not notice that. Uh, so it says this is the final. This is the final uh, Sherlock Holmes. Because here's what happened. I, w- I was at home. This is Dr. Watson because he narrates all of them. I was at home. And then there's at night and uh, there's a knock on the door. And it was Sherlock Holmes secretly coming to see me <laughs> <laughs> while my wife was away. <laughs> True. Uh, and then he says, I've, and, and Sherlock Holmes says, I've met my match. I've met my nemesis. It's Professor Moriarty. 
because he's good at algebra. <laughs> and he's able to defeat me. No, he is the he is a he was a math professor, but he is also the mastermind of this enormous criminal underground. He is at the web of this enormous criminal under uh, uh, enterprise, and we I've been working on and just. Just two days ago, I was at my home in 221 Baker Street, and he came to see me. And I was like, oh, you must be Moriarty. And he says, but they are like doing this thing where because they're both so smart, they're anticipating what each other were had already said. So I knew you'd say that. They'd start mid-conversation, like mid and it starts with, I knew you'd say that, and it just with no other like thing and, and so they're just like anticipating everything and and Moriarty says you need to stop you're gonna you're gonna really screw some stuff up for me and Sherlock is like never I don't do this for money I do it for the cocaine I get <laughs> afterward <laughs> and then but I won't stop and Moriarty says you'll you know regret this someday you'll see and then leaves and then Sherlock is like, he's, he's been after me. I, I'm going to, after I leave here, I'm going to sneak out. But won't you go, don't you spend a week with me in the continent? Like, yes, sir. Okay, sure. But here's what we have to do. Anything to get away from my wife where we could finally be our true selves. My intimate friend. I just can't quit you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so he's like, well, okay, we have to, we have to be able to get out without being tracked down by Moriarty. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to take a cab, meaning a, a handsome cab. A handsome cab. A hunky Sachs cab. better. <laughs> Coburg Square. What, was that this one? It was a different one. No, and then, and then you'll get out and then run across to a different cab who will take you to Victoria Station. And then we will take the 12 o'clock train. And so he does that. He like sneaks in. It's like this, you know, some like spy shit, like crossing over into the thing and then he gets to the train I guess there was seven minutes before the train is supposed to leave and there's no sign of Sherlock like where is he oh no and, but then this old Italian guy comes in pretending or is like priest. Ah. but it, could you say he's a bit of a Gavone <laughs> <laughs> he is he could be He's, he is a bit of a gavone. He's like a gavone. He's like, hey, you gonna finish that? Uh, you gonna finish that pastrami? Uh, that uh, manigoth? Is a, that a spicy meatball or a regular meatball? It's like the the joke of when um, Super Mario goes is before a judge, and he's like, I must have paid a thousand dollars, but why? And he goes, it's a, and the judge goes, it's a fine. He goes, no, it's a not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> This is called The Big Gavone from Bridge and Tunnel Brewery, a rainbow cookie pastry stout. And we explained all of what a Gavone is. And I didn't like the beer the other time, but I, you know, you'll figure out when we recorded these. Don't be a fucking Sherlock Holmes to know that we did this on the same day. It does taste vaguely of rainbow cookie, but also still strongly of beer. And only a real Gavone would drink this whole thing right now. And I won't. I have another beer for later, but <laughs> when there's a Paisano in the book, the big Gavone beer is going to come out. I have two more cans. I can't wait to use them somewhere else. <laughs> we should do another Godfather book. A good the, fella, a Godfather biography book. of Chef Boyardee. Oh, Godfather part two. Uh, oh, God. Part deuce. Dolce. No, uh, so 
do. Uh, so anyway, uh, they, anyway, so they, they get on the train and it's actually the Italian guy is actually Sherlock in disguise because he's really good at disguises. And he says, but why he put on a wife like, beater? He's just sticking his hands out in front of him, like a little pinching, like, oh, I'm an Italian now. And everyone's you like, put on a wife Italian? beater and a gold chain. <laughs> that was all he had to do. He smacked every woman he saw. Hey, I'm making a good amount of goth. <laughs> that's, that's, oh my God, it's uncanny, Sherlock. <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> Amazing. Like, oh, uh, sweet Mary, oh, good Lord. I've memorized like, oh. all 25 kinds of a red sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a book about it. Uh, and so, so Sherlock is like, uh, okay, so Moriarty is going to anticipate that we're going to get off at... Somewhere, because I didn't, I don't know, somewhere to get the boat across the English Channel. But we're not going to go there. We're going to get off at Canterbury instead and then take this other thing. And then they end up in Norway. And they end up traveling for a week in Northern Europe somewhere. And then they're staying at a hotel, just a nice B&B somewhere. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Just the two of them. And they're like, oh, and, and then oh the... my God, the, the arugula salad is so good, Sherlock. This is- <laughs> and then the English proprietor of the place... They have is- scones. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, uh, is like, oh, you make sure that when you're, when you're on your little hike today that do, don't, don't miss Reichenbach Falls. It's beautiful. And they're like, oh, yes, that's sure. So they, so they are leaving out for their little hiking adventure together. This is a lot like um, the movie, the I Can't Quit You movie. Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain, yeah. Okay, so. Um, I wish I could. And they're quit on you. a mountain. Oh my God. Okay, so. Uh, so, so. Right in the So, the, uh, and then just as they're heading out on their like hike, hike a message, a runner comes from the. From, comes from the inn that says, but Dr. Watson, we need you. There is an English woman. She's very racist. Very hurt. <laughs> she can only be, she, she will only, she, only an English doctor can help her. <laughs> o- only an English doctor. She has one of those very, very specific English vaginas. That <laughs> <laughs> They're not sideways. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, so Watson goes back. It goes goes back to the inn, and and then the innkeep is like, "Wait, what are you talking about? I didn't do that." But you there could... is another very tall English gentleman who came in right after you left. Oh, it's Moriarty. And then so Watson runs out back to where um, Sherlock was, and he, all he sees is a note. And the note is from he Sherlock. A note and his walking stick or something. And the note says, Dear Watson, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> Peace. Uh, it was nice knowing you. Deuces. Moriarty is <laughs> kindly letting me write you this note. Uh, we're about to lock in our final duel. And then there's clearly no tracks leading back from the falls. And so they're clearly they falled. There were multiple falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> falls. And so they both fall, and it just says that their bodies will never be recovered under that waterfall. Except when they get better and come it's back. It's so sad. But you know who might find their bodies? You have a real beer. That's it. They fall into, 
it fall into the water? Salmon's a good guess. I was going to say maybe some blue crab. (laughs) 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 This is is blue crab from Other Half, a double dry hopped IPA that is only 6.5% alcohol. So, like, what the fuck am I even doing with this? Drinking it for breakfast. Like Uh, crab. Yeah, it's uh, it's crab breakfast is a a high-priced sexual maneuver. Do you think everyone ever had a birthday cake that was a crab cake, but like the size of a regular cake? You know, I think I think when you, <laughs> at a certain point in life, you go like, you know what, I'd actually like that better. Yeah. And that's when you know you're a grown-up. <laughs> I want a, a crab cake that's a foot big. King crab cake. Yes. It has a little baby statue inside of it. <laughs> like in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, I think this is a damn good beer. You can barely taste the crab. Yeah, it's actually. Uh, I I I I've been back on Reddit, occasionally getting into fights with people, and <laughs> oh, good! Somebody posted under no, all pre- of our names. I've been good. I've been good. <laughs> I just I just really used it to look at porn. No, but I was there and I was looking at uh, someone's like, has anyone here ever had an oyster stout? I see these beers. They oyster stouts. It has oysters in it. What's that about? And I wrote, we've had a bunch. You know, it wasn't a plug, so some dickhead could kick us off the post. Uh, it's like we've had a bunch and they usually just taste like regular stouts and we've generally been disappointed to not taste more bivalve. They <laughs> 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 got a whole bunch of likes. <laughs> like he speaketh the truth. There's a distinct it's, lack of a distinct lack shellfish of clam. tongue <laughs> texture in this. I mean, oyster is really just a product, like a way to, to eat horseradish and Tabasco. I just do that by the fistful. I mean, it's even fat, more efficient if you butt chug it. I wipe it into my eyes. Much like the tears that are produced when I think of the death of Sherlock Holmes, which apparently was temporary. <laughs> so yeah, there were many tears. When I looked this up, it said that Arthur Conan Doyle had intended to kill off the character Sherlock Holmes so that he could write other things. His more, quote, important work. But yet, if you look at how this is written... It's like so classic, like cliffhanger. There's no body. There's literally you a cliff. Nobody sees him die. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Nobody sees him die, or at least the main character reporting doesn't see him die. There's no body. There's a cliff. And it's like, this seems like a setup for mm, like, oh, right. it was just a trick. You know, Sherlock Holmes, the master of tricks. And disguises and things like this. This it would actually totally fit that Sherlock is not actually dead. So if it Watson seems like so a little closer. Feels like he was he, uh, Conan Doyle was doing this on purpose that he was going to bring it yeah. back. You know, he knows what the money is made. Um, it, it really is. It felt a little bit strange. I mean, now because of you know a hundred years of cheesy films and cheesy TV shows and. Other things we know that that's like oh he's just gonna come back. Perhaps they didn't in 1893. This was like oh said he's dead so he must be dead. No one could be so cheeky as to resurrect a dead man. <laughs> the Lord did that once and that was enough. <laughs> this is also back in the day when realistically someone could be like I'm going away for two weeks. I'm like he may never come back. He may very well <laughs> fucking die there. He could have several organs fail before he gets to the end of that block. <laughs> <laughs> so people were like, yeah, I must have, yeah, he, he died. Even though it's the biggest load of horse shit, it's like the, it's, it reminds me of like the O.J. Simpson, if I did it, it's like, 
<laughs> uh, yes, yes. I, I fell off. He's letting me write a bye-bye letter. And don't look for me. Bye-bye. And then they just disappear. Like, really? And we're supposed to believe that that's, that's all that was? Well, you know, he was like, if I kill this guy, it'll be the best thing I ever do. So I am happy to I die can't like, do Irene right, Adler. <laughs> right now. No, can't. Though I think my favorite part of the whole story was when Moriarty confronts him in his office and they have the most British fight of all time where he's like, let me show you. He's out his fucking date book. It's like, on March the 12th, you bamboozled me. <laughs> on March the 17th, you besmirched my character. I was. On April the 2nd, you thwarted my plannings. I and was. just like a list. It's like, guys, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just fucking fight. Properly hornswoggled. <laughs> <laughs> it was thou art a fool and a knave. It was out and out boulder dash. <laughs> Do we care if he comes back? Are we going to read more of these books? No, well, we read the, the most. We made their most popular ones and the last one, and I don't think we need to read. See, the except rest. it wasn't the last one because he did write more. But not only did he write more, but also he just they just took place earlier before he died. I think that was some of them. And then finally it was like, oh, okay, Sherlock isn't dead. So that just So yeah, then there's uh, just uh, more uh, afterward. Apparently he had them come Turns out he can swim. He had them come back because they're like there was enough unclarity or you know, the 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 witnesses stories had holes in them. So they were able to be like, Ah, oh, he's still alive. And that's all it takes. There were no witnesses. Well, that's it's just a note that Sherlock says, this is the, Bye, final, I'm dead. the final countdown. But people had to see him, you know, fucking um, go up there or leave with Moriarty or write the letter or something, I guess. I don't fucking know. I also don't care. So, okay. We've now done four Sherlock Holmes short stories. Except for this one. Are they generally better than the books, than the full-length yes. books? They're and better because they they're shorter. Yeah. They cut out all the bloat. And, and short stories generally are really just kind of like a short thing and then a twist. And that's what these, like, Sherlock Holmes stories usually are. There's a little bit of setup, and then, then the twist is like the mystery, or it's like solving the mystery. And it works because it was probably like, they're probably like around 10 pages, or maybe 8 to 10 pages in like, you know, the literary Lippincott's magazine or whatever they came in. The what? This, this one was published in The Strand. Yes. So... I think it, it it probably fits well with that. And writing a whole like full length novel mystery just hadn't been figured out yet. Right. We somebody have, like, lots had of told red herrings and shit. Arthur Conan Doyle, like, no no no, don't just put all the exposition at the end. No one cares. <laughs> that's, the, that's the wrong place to put the exposition. You probably could have done just fine, but so I would say they generally work better. Though this this last one, the final countdown wasn't a like it wasn't a mystery so i don't know wasn't that good yeah it was just and also didn't mean anything they fucking undid it so it's being it's further made more meaningless but it's a famous thing in the Sherlock holmes universe canon yeah and it inspired that there was a huge cliffhanger when they made the benedict cumber snatch episode when he jumps off the building and dies because of Moriarty or whatever the fuck was that. I don't even remember what happened there. Uh, they had an entire crowd come and save him. I, yeah, I was. I remember it was. Well, they never tell you. Like they're all the different. There's like um, 
I forget what. Oh, he told them. But there's. Uh, do they tell him? I remember. I never. Yeah. I remember. He said, like, this is how I did it. And they're like, wow, that's elaborate. Good thing Watson turned around and didn't look. Yeah. Or something like that. That's yeah, stupid. He got a flash mob to help him. That show was dumb, actually. I don't know. It was good at parts, and it was dumb the more it went. It was dumb as sharts. You don't want to be smart at charts. No, you don't. I I don't think we need to read the other 52 stories. And one more novel. But can I interest you guys? I think that we've got better stuff. Can I interest you guys in reading two, at least one of... Is it the racist one? Sherlock Holmes? No. No, that's a different thing. No, the one where the, the listicle said, like, look, this one's fucked up. But, oh, I mean, uh, that would be funny for us to read, actually. <laughs> but I was going to say, maybe we read just one more, make a modern Sherlock Holmes story, but one written by NBA goat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yeah. Can we read that one? I thought, he ri- I thought he writes Mycroft stories, Well, there's though. one called Mycroft and Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. I would love to, I'd love to see what, you know... Well, at this point now, the second highest scoring player in NBA history uh, has to say about That's Sherlock true. Holmes. The fun fact: okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has the exact same number of three-point shots as Shaq. One. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. When you're seven feet w- tall, you w- don't take. You didn't shoot threes in the seventies and eighties. Jesus! You just place it in the hoop. It's, <laughs> you're like you're tidying up a room. You just place it in there. You know, we could do that for the fifth day of this week. <laughs> I think that'd be a fun one. I haven't. I haven't. I have already got this two. I'm ready, okay. I'm ready to do. Are they short? Uh, sure. Well, Kareem isn't. I don't know if his book is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. We will find out. Okay. Maybe you'll find out. If, you know, maybe it'll be just for patrons. Maybe we don't even know what we're talking about. We'll forget all of this by the time that week maybe comes we around. No. <laughs> All right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And uh, we haven't mentioned it earlier in the episode, but we do have a Patreon. If you want to support the podcast, head over there to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub. And you can get all sorts of stuff. You find out more about it there. Do some research. Or leave us a review. Or just tell your friend. Don't make it a mystery. Just spell it out for them before they fall off a waterfall. Don't go chasing waterfalls, is what we're saying. Stick to the rivers and podcasts that you're used to. And the Goodreads that you're used to. And by other TLC songs. And Don't make the... us feel unpretty. Five star reviews, please. <laughs> 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 and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.